Core Confidence Life. Life. Welcome to the Core Confidence Life Personal Development Podcast. I am your host, Dennis, broadcasting to you right here in New York City. To get in touch with me quickly, we want you to follow the social media. You can email me at Dennis at coreconfidencelife.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we hold classes on Clubhouse as well. So you want to you want to try to go do all that. To find out more about Core Confidence Life and everything that we talk about and we offer, just go to coreconfidencelife.com. This show is about astrology, numerology, and self-discovery. And so those are the topics we talk about here on the program. Uh, And yeah, we're doing that. You can find the latest podcast archives on coreconfidencelife.com. You can listen to the latest classroom uh, replays. That we do on Clubhouse and other areas about astrology and numerology. You can have it all by going to that site. All right. On today's program, we are talking about men's development. What a surprise. But we're talking about uh, the evolution of men, what challenges they face, and how communication amongst each other can help uh, break that ice and move a man forward. Specifically, we're talking about Toastmasters speaking and leadership. And we have a guest on the program that's talking about developing a Toastmasters organization, a Toastmasters club, uh, that is specifically to service men in their personal development. For those people who do not know, Toastmasters is a speaking and leadership organization. It's a worldwide nonprofit, and you go in there and they will give you curriculum, both leadership and speaking related. It takes a couple years and you'll become a distinguished Toastmaster. This certification is recognized around the world. When people see that you are, that you are a distinguished Toastmaster, oh my goodness. I had someone walk in my house, a.k.a. studio, and they saw my DTM placard. And they go, oh, you're a Toastmaster. Yes, so it's, it's recognized. So today we have a, a representative from Toastmasters here in New York to talk about men's development and how men can communicate with each other using the Toastmasters format to assist them in their personal development. And I always say that uh, public speaking is personal growth. And we'll speak more with John after this. Hi, I'm Charlene Bowden host of the It's Just Us radio show, president and founder of It's Just Us Productions. It's Just Us Productions is a cross-media company that produces radio and TV programs that are heard and seen by national and international audiences. Visit our website at ijuproductions.com, follow us on social media, and tune in on the first and third Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the It's Just Us radio show on the Artist First radio network. Uh, what is going on, John? How are you? 
I'm pretty good, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I'm just here to help you out with the podcast because we're both in the same uh, field of interest. We're, we're trying to help men get better, uh, become stronger, develop as professionals, um, as people of community are here to help and serve. So I'm right with you on that one. Absolutely. So just in general, you know, we're talking about men's development. We're talking about Toastmasters, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, men's development uh, first. What what uh, dr- drove you to have an interest in that? Because I always say to every guest, you know, you could have had an interest in anything. You could have been a, a, a clown, a disco duck, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> one of your passions, one of your passions is men's development. So what, what particularly brings your interest to that topic? It's just seeing myself in, in other men, uh, especially, um, you know, I grew up in a fatherless home for most of my life. Uh, my father had walked out of my house. Uh, of our house, our family's house at five years old. So there was always a longing to know what to do as a young man um, growing up. And now that I've actually uh, come to know my father now, um, after about 38 years, I understand now that, you know, there's so many young men, especially um, boys and uh, even men nowadays they're looking for some kind of support, you know, to, to persevere, to overcome, to, to be successful. And, you know, I want to be um, somebody that's there for them to, to help them, you know, to, to serve my community and um, just try to, you know, add, you know, another voice in the narrative of what's going on in today's you know, society, because we, we're seeing a lot of people, it's not just men um, in particular, but that's where my, you know, I would think my strong point is that is to help men get through this tough time, you know, whatever tough time they're going through. And so I want to just um, use some of my experiences, some of my skills um, to, to push them forward. So um, that's why I'm here today. Hmm. OK, very worthy cause. Now, you mentioned a little bit about about your background and so forth. So what what um, what are how did you learn? about manhood and, and, and all of that, like who did you look towards and what were some of your role models or, or people that personified what you'd like to be as a man? Like, how did that go for you? Well, <clears throat> when I first started, it was basically, um, just like every other, uh, other boy or young man that's, that's, um, going, going through life, right. You're looking at your, your close friends, you're looking at your, your older brother, your cousin, um, a, a classmate in school, um, somebody that, you know, had that kind of itch factor for you where you would like to be and you kind of want to be around them, kind of want to emulate them. And, and also through trial and, trial and error, you know, listening, uh, I, I've, you know, followed through with some bad advice <laughs> many times. I've given bad advice many times. I have, I've ran through the gamut, you know, of doing stupid you know, crazy things, um, getting involved with, with women I shouldn't have been involved with, um, hanging out, doing, you know, getting drunk and all that, partying and all that other craziness. And uh, I feel confident that now I, I'm able to give advice, right? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that there's so many people out there that are in the self-help industry and they, they haven't really gone out the cave themselves, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm hearing a lot of things uh, young boys are subscribing to, young men subscribing to, even 
even men nowadays are just getting bad advice, you know, or, or advice that, <clears throat> um, that they're just set on. But I think that if we can open up the discussion and maybe help them look at it a different way or even go back a couple of years, look at it in a traditional way, um, it'll help them even more. So, and, and I think um, it's good. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's really good that, uh, when we talk about helping young men and, you know, being a coach myself and you being interested in men's development, you know, going through those times uh, when we did do those things that young men sometimes do, getting ourselves into trouble, doing this and that, trying to prove our manhood in a surface mechanical way instead of a, a genuine way. I think part of that is growing pains, you know, because, you know, when you when you're young, you don't fully know yourself. And so I think some of that stuff is is just typical growing pains, but some of it, uh, some of it can be quite interesting. So tell me, what are some of the challenges like you feel men like face just internally, not necessarily for any time period, but just like things that men can work on in themselves, like one or two qualities? Uh, I would say the first thing is to um, I'll look at it this way. First thing that worked for me and I think that every man should uh, acknowledge is forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Um, If you're trying to become a man, the first thing, or even a woman, just, just a human being, really. um, The first thing you need to do is forgive. Okay. You can't be stuck in the past and hold on to uh, people that hurt you events that harmed you, you know, traumatic experiences that, you feel that you're not strong enough to get past. And until you've forgiven that person that hurt you, until you learn how to forgive yourself, you know what I mean? Um, you, you're not going to be able to move forward. Okay? Um, angry people have not matured, I believe. This is, this is my personal belief. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but if you're angry about something, um, you need to address that and you need to get past that before you can even start to look to do better. You know what I mean? Um, so the first thing that people need to do is forgiveness. And we could expand on that too. Um, the second thing, once you, once you've forgiven is to find peace. Okay. Uh, I think this world right now is so saturated with vices, you know, you know, sex, you know, drugs, drinking, um, social media, entertainment and all that. That's not going to solve anything for you. That's not going to do anything for you. And the more you consume of it, the more you're reliant on escapism. And, and men, in my definition, we're not escape artists. Okay. We're here in the trenches, battling it through boots on the ground. We're going, we're going through combat. Okay. And we have to persevere and we have to fight to the very end to find that peace. Now that peace may be, you know, Finding a woman, um, getting a getting a, a great uh, a job, um, going through school, anything that's in front of you, you need to you need to persevere. That's the third thing. I think perseverance. You need to find peace. Once you find your peace, then you need to persevere. And then, lastly, is to provide. You have to be able to provide as as a man, uh, not just for yourself, but if you have if you're starting a family, um, if you're finding, you know, your mate. You know what I mean? Um, and in some cases, you know, you may be physically disabled or 
you may be having some things where you can't provide financially, that doesn't mean that at all. It just means that, you know, you know, Papa or, you know, my man can, can come through for me if I, if I have to call on him or my dad can come through for me if I can call on him, you know what I'm saying? And you need to be there for, for others. Right. So I think those four, those four steps is forgiveness, you know, uh, peace, perseverance, and, and providence, you know, you know, to provide, I think those four things, uh, every man should, should have. So. Mm, those are good. Those are four good things. I like that. Now, uh, forgiveness that th- this is something deep. I, you know, forgiveness, there's a lot of people out there walking mm-hmm. around with baggage and with anger and so forth. And just learning a little bit of forgiveness, a little bit of grace. And, you know, you're not just forgiving. Some people think that forgiveness means that you're letting somebody off the hook or you're supposed to be all talkative and lovey with them again. It doesn't really mean that, in my opinion. It, it means that you're doing it for yourself so you can let go of all of that stuff that's in your system when you don't forgive, when you're walking around with anger. Grr, I hate this. Right. I hate grr, you know, raw. Right, right. And right. when you're constantly roaring inside, you know, when you're, you're <laughs> you've got your Mars flaming up there in your chart, um, it's going to weigh you down and it's going to show to other people too. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest traits for, for children. You know, see, you see children, they get mad at everything. (laughs) They get mad at, you know, not getting their candy bar. They're not, they're, they're getting mad for going to sleep too early or, um, you know, getting dressed for school. But, you know, if they look past that, that anger, um, and, and see that this is for their own good, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, and, and forgiveness also, it doesn't really, and I, and I agree with you, doesn't really mean that you need to forget, but you need to f- forget of the, like, you know, you don't need to forget of the, of the mind. You'll always remember what that person has, did, has done to you, but you need to forget of the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to, f- to forget of all the emotions of all the hurt and pain that a person put you through and just forget about that. Yeah. You know, let's say you were sexually molested. Or, you know, you've, they, they beat you up or, or robbed you or whatever it is. Um, you, you can't forget that because that's part of our memory. But at the same time, you can't forget the, the emotions that came with it. And just, you just got to know that, you know, you make, you make mistakes too. You know what I'm saying? And these people are, are, are going through something and then you just happen to be in front of them at the right or at the wrong place at the wrong time. And, um, they just didn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know any better. And you, you still don't know any better either. You know, you, it's still, you're still a work in progress. And, and so are they. Um, so you can't ha- like hold that over them and expect for yourself to get, to get past that. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to quote the Bible, right? You know, forgive, forgive others so I can forgive you. And that's God talking to you, right? Once you forgive others, God can forgive you, you know, because you're not a perfect person. You know what I mean? And that you know better than anybody else. Okay. And, um, if you can't, if you, it's looking at it like this, right? Check this one. If you're trying to go from crawling to, to walking and all that, 
if you're stuck, if you're mentally stuck, your body may be, may be able to walk, but if your if your mind is stuck in crawl, <laughs> you're continue, you're going to continue to crawl. Okay. So that's how, that's how, you know, men should be, um, operating on a daily basis. You know, um, it doesn't mean for you to be weak. Um, one of the strongest things you could ever do is to forgive. You know, you, you, you see a, bu- a bunch of buff dudes out there, strong men and all that, quote unquote strong, but they can't forgive what their daddy did to them and not being there for them. You know what I'm saying? Like things that could just make them get on their knees and start crying about, you know what I mean? Whereas a, a woman or even a young man or a young girl would be like, you know, yeah, daddy's not here. That's okay. You know, I still love him. You know what I'm saying? He still put me in this world. You know what I mean? Um, I may not know my father, right? Now, I'm not speaking just for me. I know my father now, but back then, I thought to myself, you know, I may not know my dad, but even though in absence, in his absence, I'm learning a lot about him. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's what it is, you know, to kind of forgive. And it takes a lot. It's not easy. And sometimes, you know, we need to have somebody around us to provide that strength for us. You know, if we look to God to give you that strength, because you're not, we have to understand our own strength as men. We, we're not the Hulk or anything like that. We ain't no superhero. We also got to know our strength too. And we cannot be afraid. And hopefully, you know, you and I can provide a community where men can say, you know what? You know, Dennis, I can't do this, bro. I, I can't, I can't do this on my own. Like, help me, brother. Help me, man. Cause I, I, I can't do it. You know, I can't do it alone. And, you know, we got to be there for, for the next man or, or the younger generation coming up. You know, that's, that's what community is all about. And, um, but it can be done. Forgiveness can be done. It has, it has been done. It's just, it's your turn to forgive too, you know? So I think that's a really critical step. Very interesting. And I, I appreciate that, uh, all, all of that, to, what you had to say. And just from an energetic standpoint, because you mentioned looking at forgiveness from a biblical perspective, but also from an, an energetic perspective, that, that if you're holding on to anything, any burden, any anger, any animosity, that is part of your energy that you're holding in your system. And when you try to manifest yeah. things that you want and attract things to you with that anger at that conscious level, you're, it's not going to really work very well. You know, you need to take on some um, forgiveness techniques, relaxation techniques, because no matter what spiritual perspective you look at it, if you're walking around with that type of energy constantly in you, it's going to affect, you know, your relationships with your partnerships, maybe depending on what happened to you, your intimate relationships, um, relationships with your children, relationships with your friends. And so it's good to really look into that, into yourself, uh, and really kind of drill down into what's going on and, and how we might be able to move past that. And I think that's where your um, all the other things come in at the, the perseverance and the peace. We need to persevere through things and find the peace in situations, even negative situations. We can look and see if we can find the peace in that situation. Let's make peace a priority. You know, a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people go, I'm not about the drama, you know, save the drama for your mama. You know, they'll have all these cute little phrases, (laughs) save the drama for your mama, save the drama for Obama, whatever Uh, you want to say, but their life is a hot mess, you know, right? Because people, people have peace as a wish, 
but not as a goal. You know, right. Pe- people want peace. People claim they don't like drama, but they're not taking the steps that it takes to ensure that they have peace and that the people who are around them are aligned in the same energy they're in. But yeah, okay, let me go off my soapbox. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be here for the next <laughs> no, six No, we can hours. expand on that too. I th- yeah, you got a good point going on there too. Yeah. Now, you, you want to go continue on that or you, you have another question? Well, I, I, I want to make peace, sure <laughs> because we can, we can come back to this, but I want to I bring yeah. in the Toastmasters element of this because I think it's good to combine these things with right. the idea of of the idea of having a club to talk about this through speeches and conversations. So um, first, tell us, mm-hmm. everyone, uh, what is Toastmasters in general? Just just in general, what what the hell is Toastmasters? Are we making toast in there? Like, are we using wheat bread, <laughs> white bread? I just bought some rolls in here. Are we buttering rolls? I don't. What are we doing in Toastmasters? <laughs> A Toastmasters is a is an anti fear campaign. <laughs> okay, Pretty if you want to think about it like that, I mean, so when you sign up, it's a sign. It's basically you're saying is you know what I'm just done with being scared of, of talking in front of people. I'm I'm done with it, and you know, I'm just gonna take a leap of faith and just you know follow follow you guys that were here before me and just go along with the ride. That's what it was for me. Um, Toastmasters, you know, it's about better communication is giving speeches on, uh, on a weekly or biweekly basis to develop your self-confidence. And then once you get a, you know, a, a seasoned understanding of it, then they're going to call in to be an officer, you know, a leader of the club. And if you're going that far, you might be a leader of the, of an area, which is a, a culmination of five clubs or even a division, which is about 20 clubs and so on and so forth. So you, there's public speaking opportunities for those that don't have that, that opportunity. And there's leadership opportunities that um, they want to grant you. Whereas in corporate America, um, in school, you have to fight tooth and nail to, to be a leader. To, you have to be voted in as a leader. But in Toastmasters, they're, just, and they're, gonna, they're ready to give it to you. Because they made that system, you know, available for everybody that wants to lead to lead, you know, and I think that's a great, great forum for everybody. Yeah. So just for people who who have never really heard about Toastmasters, you know, it is definitely a speaking and leadership organization. But if someone because they say they claim that there's 75 percent of people that have a fear of public speaking. Um, that's probably true. I've never been part of that 75%, but it's most likely true. I've seen people flip out. So if someone is interested in, in improving their public speaking skills, just on a basic level, what can they expect when they first enter a Toastmasters club, just at the basic ground level? What can they expect? I would say a good time. I would say a good time, even, even though I've been to some bad meetings and I've had a bad time, but if you've never been to a Toastmasters meeting or still early in it, maybe you attended three or four, you're going to have some kind of a good time, meaning that, you know, you're going to be leaving and hopefully, you know, the club calls on you because that's my big thing as an officer. Like if I see a new person coming in, I'm definitely going to call on you because I want you to, to get over it, right? And, um, and getting over things is one of the best times you, you can have in your life. 
You know what I'm saying? That goes back into all that other stuff we were talking about. Um, but you can expect a good time. You know, you may not like it. <laughs> okay. You may hate it at first, and then maybe a week down the road, you'd be like, damn, I, you know, I had a good time. I actually, I got over myself, you know, and then that will be your good time. But you can expect a good time. Now, you know, it's just a matter of, are you ready for it? That's that's the thing. You know, are you ready for that experience to, to kind of get over yourself? And some people can. I mean, going back to what you said, 75% of people have a fear of public speaking. I was one of those 75%. Um, I, I was, I was really? like, scared up. yeah, I was, you was scared, scared to speak. Ass, oh my God. You was scared off your ass. What, what happened? Uh, like, why? Uh, yes, sir. What was, what was the reason why you couldn't were scared? do it? I, um, I think what it was is that it's, it's, it's strangers, you know, like when, when you're in a household where so I had I was living in a house in, in Brooklyn growing up with six siblings and I never really had to make friends, if you will. Right. I made friends in class, but it just kind of happened organically. Um, but I never came back to an environment, home or classroom where I felt like I had to go make a friend or I had to kind of like, you know, say something about myself to get somebody interested. Right. And with public speaking, it was like a whole new world for me. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. The only reason why I've came into this public speaking world is in college. You know, I was in a, I went to a community college in in uh, New York, and one of the classes was speech. And I'm like, I I thought nothing of. It. I said, all right, whatever, speech, whatever. But then the professor was like, you need to come and give a speech. I said, whoa, you know, I, I dropped out of that class. <laughs> I would rather, you know, repeat year, you know, a year of my life just to not do it. And I was that, I was that kid. I was that, I was that person. And, um, even though I kind of like eventually did do it the next year, I still don't even remember what I said. I don't remember how it happened. I just like, you know what? I just, don't want to fail this class anymore or drop out. I just had to do it, gave it done. And then as I kept, you know, progressing in my college career, I was like, you know, I got to start leading a team or working on a group project or I have to communicate. And I just kept stuttering and all that. And I went to my first Toastmasters club in 2005 and it was through a flyer in college, it was Hunter Toastmasters Club, and now they're known as Eastside Toastmasters. And um, gave my first icebreaker, and I was just scared of my wits, man. I was like shaking as I was giving it, but I felt like a million bucks after I was done. Um, so that that then the rest was history, you know. Mm-hmm. So all right, so you you're one of those seventy five percent. See, I never had. Uh, an issue with being in front of people. As long as I knew what I was doing, uh, I was always trying to be in front of people. I was doing this stuff since I've been in like grade school, trying to get in front of people. I talked to my math teacher in eighth grade to can I talked her into letting me teach a class and it wasn't my class. I was cutting science class to go teach somebody else's math class in junior high. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I just like being on stage. I like talking and things like that. So, um, but I did go through That's great, man. Yeah. But I actually did go through a level of uh, anxiety when it came to actually speaking about myself, because it's all well and good to go on stage and perform like I did stuff. I was hosting talent shows. I was a hype man. I was an improv actor. I gave a couple of music recitals or whatever. But see, all of that stuff wasn't it wasn't me having to disclose anything about myself. It was me acting right. or giving a or 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 being there for the purpose of giving attention to something else. So it was never me having to reveal myself. But in Toastmasters, you know, I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to be a coach. So in Toastmasters, I had to learn to be vulnerable in front of people, talk about my message in front of people because I have a message. Like I said, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a speaker. I had, you know, this life experience, I blah, 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 blah. So I got to speak in front of people. And I got to speak about myself. See, it's easy to speak when you don't know nothing about me. Yeah, you know, that's easy as hell. But, but when yeah. you, yeah, but when you, when, when I speak about my life, my burdens, my insecurities, my mistakes, my achievements, my depression bouts, my this, that, it, it, it's a new level of confidence that you build. It's a new level of self awareness that you build when you start to show people what you're made of and show people, you know, uh, your message and where you're coming from and what you're offering to the public, what you're trying to pour into somebody else. So had to get used to all that. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And um, the, the one hack I did when I first started Toastmasters, even with the icebreaker, um, I actually wrote manuscripts like, you know, verbatim everything I was going to say. And I would write that over and over, practice it over and over because I didn't have the confidence still, even though I was getting in front of, in, in front of a room, I still didn't have the confidence, but I figured if I buried my head into the words that I would have to be saying, I would not see the audience in front of me. I would not have to think, you know, improvisationally, you know what I'm saying? So I wrote, my early speeches were very, very like, you know, word leading. Like it was just wordy, but very wordy just to kind of, you know, um, get me away from being scared. But after a while, as I got better, I just, you know, I just overdid it. <laughs> I went the other extreme where I just started getting up for five to seven minutes, maybe three minutes before I had to give the speech. I would just make a uh, basic bullet, you know, bullet points of what, you know, areas I wanted to talk about and eventually just close. And that's, that's how you know, much confidence that Toastmasters has, has, give, has given me. Um, so, yeah, just going from one extreme to the other. I mean, it, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I want to get into your idea about a Toastmasters okay. club and how it can do. But I want to give people a little bit of a history just to be transparent. Toastmasters and correct me if I'm wrong here because I'm not a scholar in this. But Toastmasters started in the 1920s. Um, and yep. at the time that it started, of course, as many things were back in the 100 years ago in the 1920s, it was an all men's organization. Okay, Women were not allowed in Toastmasters for a number of decades. After a while, I think it was the 1960s. I'm not sure. Could have been a little bit before that. Women were allowed in Toastmasters. Right. So and now we're at Toastmasters today. But as in the past hundred years, you know, things change, the culture changes, people's 
um, advantages and life changes. And there's different kinds of Toastmasters clubs. There's different, there's, there's Toastmasters clubs all around the world. Um, and there's different kinds of Toastmasters clubs, corporate ones, uh, community ones, things like that. And there's sometimes there's all women Toastmasters that set up for women on purpose um, to, to specifically have women move through some of the issues together and their challenges together through speaking in a speaking format. Um, and you, John, have had an idea of having men benefit directly, creating a men's Toastmasters club to have men benefit from giving speeches to and with each other in order to confront their challenges. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I was thinking about starting up. Uh, it hasn't, as of today, has not uh, started just yet, but it's a, it's a men's uh, support Toastmasters club that uh, men, um, you know, after the age, you know, over the age of 18, of course, you know, as per Toastmasters policy, can uh, meet with other men to, you know, share their, their struggles and just get past everything through public speaking. Um, the, 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 you know, creative angle that we also wanted to put in there was that we would meet twice a month. The first meeting of the month would be the all men's meeting. But the second meeting of the month would be a, a co-op. It would be, you know, uh, women in there or, you know, non-declarative gender people or transgender, anybody that wants to get involved in the, the conversation can be there for the second meeting of the month. Um, and what that does is that since we're talking about the same topic every month, per month, we can have an all-male perspective. And in the second meeting, we can have a diversified, varied perspective affecting other communities as well. So, and I think that, um, this gives um, the members a well-rounded view and more strategies to, to persevere and overcome. Hmm, all right. Well, that, that's great. So what would this look like uh, in real time? So, you know, Toastmasters were writing speeches out of a particular curriculum and we're giving speeches in front of each other and we're evaluating them, right? So what would this look like in terms of being able to help men navigate with and with and next to each other? It would, okay, so um, it, it would look like something, let's say, let's say the month of June, right? The officers would get together and we'll say, you know what, we're going to focus on Father's Day, okay? The first meeting of the month would be an all-male perspective on what father Father's Day is. Um, and then the second meeting of the month would, would still be about Father's Day in the month of June, but it will also have a woman's perspective on it. It will also inc include transgender, you know, um, LGBT and all that. And it will be a, you know, well-rounded discussion about that. And each uh, speaker, which is a member, can give a speech about, you know, their relationship with their father, if they have one at all, and how they're struggling with it. You know, how can we provide support if they're struggling with it, how they overcame it, how they, you know, came to forgive their father, how they, you know, came to become a father themselves, or how great their relationship with their father was or is, you know. And um, I also 
wanted to have an offline support as well. Like I, I think that, you know, with men especially, and, you know, we get these complaints from women a lot. Like, you know, we talk about it, but don't be about it. <laughs> you know, we get that a lot. So I also wanted us to meet offline as well. Um, you know, learn different things, you know, learn about nature, you know, like go fishing together, you know, go, go, you know, hunting or learning how to shoot a rifle, um, hiking, you know, things that, um, a more man, you know, a more, um, cultured man, if you will. So I was thinking that along those lines as well, not just in the public speaking realm, but in person realm too. So it's, it, it's, something that i think every man can um can benefit from and even women we were you know we had a discussion you and i dennis that um we know women can join too but they would have to attend the second meeting of the month right and i think that that's not a bad thing what what's good about it is that women can also get a perspective on what men are going through right and, and what men can do to better themselves and how do they come in this equation? You know what I'm saying? Um, we shouldn't be about just looking at ourselves and just helping one another and just like, you know, this is a bro thing and all that. Um, it is a bro thing, but at the same time, we also have to get along and intermingle with, with women, you know, with other peoples, you know? So it's, it's all an all inclusive, support group that i was envisioning so oh all right well that's that's great that's great and i would encourage uh, men or anyone to join toastmasters and really confront uh their fear of speaking and really uh have a chance of speaking about yourself and your experiences in in, in these speeches it can be very it can help you in confidence it can help you in so many different ways and nowadays um uh, Toastmasters meets on Zoom, so sometimes, depending on the club we're talking about, because it's all the way around the world, you can even go to clubs that you're not even near, because this clubs is usually based in neighborhoods, but you can go to any club around the world with Zoom now. So, so there is that. That's right. So, what what is your one message for for men as we kind of wrap it up here what is your one message that you would like all men to really get to understand about themselves or about manhood in general i think if i had just to give one message is to is to find peace to really find peace within you know um you you are in control of that and nobody can take that away from you and you just gotta have faith in yourself um have faith in god have faith in others have faith in you know energy um, anything that can help you achieve the inner peace towards. So that's the one message I have for them. So and, and I know they can do it and they just have to believe in themselves and just look for others that can, can help them along the way. So cool. And how can someone learn more about Toastmasters? Uh, where would they go to find out more about Toastmasters clubs in their neighborhood or just Toastmasters in general? Yeah, they can go to uh, www.toastmasters.org, and uh, it's all one word, and just go to find a club. It's on the upper center of the screen. Click on that, type in their zip code or type in their city, and they'll see a Toastmasters club that meets in their area, uh, either online, virtually, or in person. 
So yeah, they're they're not far away from from Toastmasters clubs. I think we have about like I think thirty thousand, forty thousand clubs all around the world in about a, like two hundred countries or so. So there really isn't a part of the world that um, you can't be a part of in Toastmasters. And you and now since we meet online, I mean you can meet people from other countries too now and get their perspective on what it is. Uh, you know, to be a man or to help men. So it's it's not far away from them at all. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the program, John, and giving us uh, a picture of where you're coming from when it comes to men's development and your dedication in doing so. Uh, and Toastmasters, having a conversation about confronting your fears. So I appreciate you taking the time out uh, to come and talk to us. I appreciate you, Dennis. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to be a guest on Core Confidence Life to share your talents, resources, or life lessons, just go to cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com and click on Be a Guest. Be a Guest.